Our basketball team's going to be pretty sick this year. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked On Spartans listeners, uh, Michigan fans, welcome. Why on earth wouldn't you be here? Uh, this is the downfall you guys all prayed on. I don't even have a quippy remark for you guys. I mean, this is going to be just Christmas in, in April uh, for everyone that's not a Michigan State fan. Um, uh, Oklahoma fans, if you're here, getting to know about your next player. Uh, you know, War Eagle, if uh, we're trying to learn about our next player, too. Uh, hypothetically, of course, anything could happen. Just, you know, the transfer portal, <laughs> anything goes. Um, hey, before we go any further, uh, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. That's right, head to fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started at America's number one sportsbook. I, I don't know, it, it, maybe it's LSU, maybe it's uh, whoever it is. Hey, let's get to the news of the day here, and that is, yes, MSU softball pitcher Faith Gidry throws a no-hitter over the weekend. Um, and in other news, uh, oh, this came across the blotter, uh, MSU's best player just entered the transfer portal. Uh, Keon Coleman, wide receiver, number zero. He is out at East Lansing. That is per a report from 24-7 Sports' Justin Thin. Um, and then, hey, Peyton Thorne. Uh, this isn't a report. This is just actually something that happened. Peyton Thorne, yes, the 30-time starter for Michigan State, led Michigan State to the Peach Bowl two years ago and then had a eh, season last year. He is in the portal as well, but this comes weeks after. It looked like that he was in the driver's seat to once again have that starting role as the quarterback. So where are we going to go with this one? How do we want to start? Um, first and foremost, I, I will say this. Uh, I did catch wind of the Keon stuff late on Saturday. I caught wind of the Thorn stuff late on Friday. Uh, actually, earlier on Friday. And that's not me just being like, oh, look at me. I have inside info. Like, No, that's just me saying that you guys have... If you've seen this show, you know I can get passionate, I can get emotional. I've had time to sleep on this, all right? That, that's the point of bringing that up. And I don't got, I don't got anything for you. I, I, I don't have any way to put lipstick on this pig. Uh, this is not good. <laughs> How about that for analysis right there? This isn't good. Um, you're, I'll try my best positive spin zone before going any further because we're going to have a lot of not-so-nice things to say. Um, if Maybe we just become a more run-oriented football team, right? Nathan Carter, strong running back. Jalen Berger, uh, Jared Mangum, you like that? Powerful running back transfer pickup. The offensive line should be pretty good this year. Okay, that's that on the offense. Um, yeah, so Michigan State now losing Keon Coleman. Let's just start with him because that is going to be the name that is going to probably irk most State fans. And that's not to say that people aren't going to be upset about Peyton Thorne leaving either. I mean, I, I, that's certainly not good news either, no matter how you think about him. But, um, yeah, start with Keon Coleman here. Um, look, well, well, let's just all be adults here, right? Why did this happen? Oh, my, what could have possibly happened? Like, we know what happened. I, like, other programs... Got in here, got in his ear, made him probably an offer he can't refuse, but here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to sit here and go all pouty face being like, oh, teams can't tamper. No, that's not in the rules. They broke the rules. Like, everyone does it, all right? Every single program probably does some iteration of it. Yes, some more than others, but hey, you know what's a really good strategy in not having your players leave to other programs that they're being tampered upon? How about you just match the offer? 
or make the offer one that they can't refuse. All right. How many times have we heard about, hey, Michigan State, we're going to be a pioneer in NIL. All right. Hey, here's our director of recruiting getting in front of a microphone saying, hey, I, I can tell you what, NIL will never be a problem here at Michigan State. Now, you know, he has since left the program, but still that sentiment has always been around the program since NIL has been a factor. All right. Hey, there's school X out there with some uh, either new money or boomer money out there uh, offering a nice little contract deal. Match it. All right. Give them an incentive they can't refuse. And let's say for some reason that, oh, it's not NIL. You know, okay, well, then that's also a problem that you have to look yourself in the face and figure out how you let a player as good as Keon Coleman. Again, this isn't a guy that, you know, oh, he's an untapped third receiver on the death chart that isn't going to be in the offense. Like, no, it is clear cut that he is going to be the main option in this passing game. And the fact that you still couldn't keep him, I, how on earth can you dress that up? And I get it. Hey, believe me, I, not one player is bigger than the program. You know, the program will move forward. Not There's no one player that's above it. O okay, but that one player can be the difference between, I don't know, an 8-4 and four season perhaps, and then, oh, another season where you're going late into November praying for a sixth win. Um, and that's kind of what we're looking at here. I mean, Keon Coleman is that good where he can be worth two, three wins in a season because right now, hey, it was bad enough losing Jaden Reed in the offseason to the NFL draft. Now you just lost your number two guy. And look, I love Trey Mosley. I, I might I might be the biggest Trey Mosley fan of all time. And I might lose that card after saying what I'm about to say next. But like, I, if we're going into the season with him as wide receiver number one, look, I really liked him in the slot last year or, you know, maybe out wide with those hitch routes, the slant routes, just those really reliable third down routes that you could always count on him for. He's not going to take the top off the defense. He's not going to get double teams on him like Keon Coleman would have. And it's just... This is going to be a platonic, at best, passing offense now without Keon Coleman. Um, now, let's move on to player number two here. This is Peyton Thorne. And why on earth would he leave? Well, I, let's not get ourselves here. This is probably the same iteration of what is going on with Keon, I would imagine. Um, and look, we have plenty of thoughts on Peyton Thorne. If you're even just a Fairweather Michigan State fan, you've got plenty of thoughts on Peyton Thorne. We've shared them all here. And there's two schools of thought here, and both can be true. One school of thought is that, okay, really, really rough season last year. Uh, what he did in the year prior in the Peach Bowl season, making really good decisions, never forcing the ball, did that a little bit more last year, and that's where kind of things fell apart. Also very skittish out of the pocket. Now, whether that was justified or not, because, oh, the offensive line had their ups and downs. You could argue that at a different date, but yeah, always abandoning the pocket a little early, uh, throwing off his back foot, a little inaccurate. It is what it is, but at the same time, here's your second school of thought. This was the kid that did have 30 starts under his belt in this offense, right? I mean, of course, we're not going to ignore the fact that Kenneth Walker was a massive reason they won the Peach Bowl that year, and that Kenneth Walker in the play-action game was a massive reason Peyton looked a lot better and set a single-season touchdown scoring record that year, but still... That is your number one quarterback. He was in the driver's seat. We were told that as much three weeks ago. So whether you think, hey, Peyton wasn't that great, and I thought he was, he was mediocre. Yeah, he was fine. He was fine. But here's the thing. He was still the top quarterback in this spring. All right? There's no saying that Noah Kim is just going to plug in and play any better than him, at least not what the coaching staff thought in the spring practice. But 
I mean, hey, we don't have to talk about that anymore of who's going to be the starting quarterback between Kim and Thorne because right now, Kim is in the driver's seat. And yes, if you want any solace in what happened, maybe this lessens the chances of Kaden Hauser transferring, right? That at worst, he's going to be the number two quarterback. And certainly that's not what he wants going into his sophomore season, of course, as a highly rated four-star recruit. But... I mean, that's where we're at right now. So, uh, hey, right now we're recording uh, lunchtime on Sunday. These players have until midnight tonight to uh, decide whether they want to enter the transfer portal or not. And, uh, yeah, so we'll see if uh, anything else unfolds there. But, no, that's what we uh, are looking for here. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is so funny. Oh, man. Um Stay tuned for tomorrow's episode, by the way, because we talked with Chase Glasser. We pre-recorded this episode late last week. Um and the first segment was just entirely talking about how Peyton Thorne's going to be the quarterback next year. So if, uh, I'm debating to myself whether I want to just delete that segment or just start off with saying, hey, this is pre-recorded. Um, this is everything that we would have said should Peyton Thorne have ever transferred. But uh, enough about, you know, just inside the show stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about this. I'll see if I can gather some more thoughts. Well, I talked to you fine folks about FanDuel Sportsbook in the meantime. That's right, gang. It is a great time to get in on the betting action if we're talking nhl playoffs mlb regular season or my favorite thing to bet on right now nba playoffs do it with the fine folks over at fanduel america's number one sports book get in on one of my favorite bets it's not first basket score of these nba games it's method of first basket that's right got deandre ayton DeAndre Ayton at 20-1 to for layup first basket of the game. It didn't hit, but hey, you know what? It keeps me tuned in to the start of the games here. Gang, if you are a new customer, this all gets even sweeter for you because you get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's right. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, there's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Oh, but I, I'm gonna, I'm not even gonna lie to you, people. Uh, you beautiful people. Thank you all again for listening. On um, misery loves company for all of our state fans out there. And if you're a fan of any other school, um, this has just got to be a delightful way to end your weekend. Uh, here we are. Oh boy, those cigar pictures really seem like they were forever ago, don't they? Um. Let's talk about the man of the hour here, uh, at least still in the program, the guy that's still in East Lansing, uh, and that's Mel Tucker. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, if you told me last June, coming off a of Peach Bowl victory, uh, we have five stars galore, four stars galore visiting campus, and you told me that less than a year later, not only would you not go to a bowl game, but you would feel this miserable about the outlook of Michigan State football, I, I would assume that some horrific natural disaster happened that wiped away the football complex and then everyone got sanctioned somehow too in a different scandal. But no, it, it's it's just it's just it's it's none of that, unfortunately. There are no excuses for this. Oh boy. Um Again, let's let's be let's be adults about this. Uh no, we're not gonna do the oh well Mel's really on the hot seat this season. Oh boy, he bet Hey, everyone lean in, okay? Here's a secret. There's no hot seat this year. There's probably not a hot seat next year. He signed a very long contract with a very big buyout that is probably in the neighborhood of 70-ish million dollars right now. Uh, 60 million next season. Uh, I might be on or off by 5 million, but uh, there is no hot seat. Okay, he's he's here for for a while. 
he's here for at least the next three years, I think. Because, hey, after the Peach Bowl win, sign him to that big contract. I love the contract. I, I, I was parading that contract. I had a celebratory drink that night. It was great. We were feeling good about the trajectory of this program. And, oh, my God, it has cratered. Cratered! I mean, and I know this sounds ridiculous talking about this after just, oh, two players transferred. Look at the two players that transferred. Your starting quarterback and then the best player on your team just transferred in the last day of spring transfer portal window. Like, there is no grasp. There is no, uh, there's no more cabin pressure, quite frankly, I think. And look, and that's not to say Michigan State's going to go like three and nine this year. They'll probably have a nice little six and six season, seven and five season. You know, maybe uh, we'll pray that we get to go to the Music City Bowl. But yeah, there is no hot seat this year because again, the buyout is so big and we're just kind of stuck. And I don't know if like there's any pressure at all. It's like, oh, wow, pressure's starting to mount in East Lansing. Like, no, it's not, not. Not for the guy that already has the $95 million in his bank. And I'm not saying he's quitting. I'm not saying that, you know, he's just giving up and just going throughout his day. Yeah, he's he's probably chopping still. But, yeah, like, there's way less heat on him. There's probably less drive to, you know, <laughs> steer the ship in the right direction here. It's just crazy how bad things have gotten. Um, I'll, I'll try to deliver more coherent thoughts later this week. Uh, but, like, yeah, even after sleeping on this, two days for the Peyton Thorne stuff and one night for the Keon Coleman stuff, like, my mind is still spinning um and i was just really trying to convince myself that hey if you give nathan carter the ball 60 times per game that that will still be a winning formula maybe for football i don't know who who cares who cares who cares uh we care unfortunately that's that that's who cares uh that's, that's the that's the sad part of it is that we care a little too much and oh my god before i started recording i X'd out of my notes document. Oh, boy. I, we're all struggling here today. Just bear with me here, folks. All right. Hey, we got some exciting news. Uh, this will turn your frown upside down, Michigan State fans. Uh, hey, the transfer portal giveth and the transfer portal taketh. Well, how about some giveth for you? Because before the weekend, uh, safety out of Cincinnati, Armarion Smith, six foot one, 205-pound safety with three years of eligibility. Out of River Rouge High School in Detroit, he commits to Michigan State. Uh, last year, per Pro Football Focus, 34 snaps at safety, 26 at slot corner, and then also played a good amount of special teams as well. He had one pick, 20 tackles, and uh, this is something that I've been crying about, um, as if I haven't done that enough in just this episode of Lock on Spartans. Uh, in previous episodes, um, yeah, I've just been crying about Hey, let's make sure we get a lot of uh, secondary depth here because, hey, again, in the spring, you never get star players in the spring. That's not what the spring transfer portal window is for. It's not for star players, you know, like Keon Coleman entering the portal or anything. Uh, it's more so for depth pieces, you know, guys that figured out that they're not going to be the number one on their school's depth chart or the number two on their school's depth chart. So they want to go find a school where they can be a slot up, perhaps. And it's no secret that Michigan State... Uh, they have some depth needs, especially at the safety position. Uh, cornerback position can always use that. And here you go. Okay, Armarion Smith, uh, a kid that can probably play in the two deep at Michigan State. Uh, I assume that's where he'll start the season. I don't think he's going to jump over. Jaden Mangum, Malik Spencer, uh, you know Dylan Tatum, for example, in that little slot corner uh, nickel position. But, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's nice to bolster up depth there because, again, behind Mangum, behind uh, Spencer – it's Justin White. I mean, I think it's Justin White, but no, now it's Armarion Smith. Um, so there you go. That'll that'll right the ship here. That's going to get us back into New Year's Six 
contention. So there we have it. Oh, hey, here's some more good news from before the weekend here. Uh, Dylan Messman, that's right, the legacy four-star tight end recruit out of Saline High School. He was down to Michigan State, you know, the school that he has family ties to, the school that's right down the road. He was also down to Auburn. He was also down to Kentucky. He was also down to, well, Louisville. And that is the school that he ended up choosing. So there's another four-star that... Uh, has fleed the state and not committed to Michigan State. Things are just going so well here. Uh, Dustin Smith writes in, does Tucker have any momentum left at all uh, with Dylan Messman going to Louisville? Are we even on the radar for anyone? I can't believe we still have a shot at David Stone. Feels like football is just dead in the water. That that email was sent to LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. Uh, that was sent before. This Peyton Thorne and Keon Coleman stuff uh, was even out there in public. So, uh, <laughs> feels like football is just dead in the water. Yeah, you think? Um, yeah, no, it's a great time over here. Uh, stay tuned for MSU 35 Central 31 in two overtimes to kick off your fall here coming up. <laughs> just miserable. All right. Uh, okay, well, here, here we go. Um, we'll break this up. Uh, does Tucker have any momentum left at all? Look, uh, here's some good news, I guess. Uh, Jordan Ross, he's a four-star wide receiver. Dylan Williams, four-star linebacker. They're both from Cali. They have scheduled their official visits for June. All right, so there's at least two guys here. Uh, now, the part of the email where it says, I can't believe we still have a shot at David Stone. Feels like football is just dead in the water. Like, I, Look, um, hey, you know what? While I've rained on everyone's parade so far for the last 17 minutes, I might as well keep it going and give you my true thoughts on the David Stone situation. Not coming here, okay? Not coming here. I mean, I get it, all right? A lot of pictures posted with Michigan State gear. He's here every other weekend, it seems like. Uh, unofficial here, official, like, hey, he's on Instagram posting stuff in Michigan State gear while on Oklahoma's campus, ha, ha, ha. Hey, here's a little, uh, here's a little secret here, and I'm not, you know, going to be, you know, one to call myself an expert here on recruiting, but here's just an expert on human behavior. If you like a place so much... If you are in love with a place so much, or a person so much, it really doesn't matter, you would probably just end up being committed to them in the first place, wouldn't you? If he wanted to be a Michigan State Spartan as bad as he's leading on, and I know I'm doing something ridiculous right now, I'm picking apart a teenager's behavior, uh, but no, here, this is for everyone, uh, this is for the rest of the adults that follow recruiting, um... If someone is leading on that much, that they love Michigan State, they're always repping Sparty gear, uh, and they're not... They're not ever committed. Doesn't that seem a little weird to you guys? Doesn't that seem a little strange that, hey, he's doing this, this, and that. He's doing everything to rep Michigan State except doing the number one thing, and that is committing. And you might say, hey, well, yeah, he's a five-star player. He's going to take his time in this process. Why would he commit? Of course he's going to take his time. Well, okay, if you commit early, especially as a five-star player, We've seen this with recruiting class after recruiting class, not just at Michigan State, but all around the country, that if star players commit early, they could start recruiting a lot of their, well, pretty good friends to play for them, like Zadavion Sims, or uh, it's, whatever, another kid that probably won't end up committing here. Um, yeah, so no, like, I, I, I'm sorry. Like, you had me going for the first, like, two months of the whole, like, oh, hey, I love MSU stuff, but I, like... <laughs> I got a hard time believing that, uh, yeah, it, it is that legitimate. It, 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 is MSU being strung along for some reason? I, I Look, I don't know what it is, but, yeah, it is very bizarre to me that it's all Sparty all the time except for a commitment. So, no, like, I, I have a very hard time believing that it's just going to magically, especially with how great of shape the program's in right now, um, I have a very hard time believing that it's just going to 
work out because <laughs> why would we think anything's going to work out right now for football? Quite bluntly here, uh, believe me, I'm I'm trying to be positive. Um, it's clearly not working. Um, so yeah, there's your uh, there, there's your recruiting update. Dylan Messman down to Louisville, outside of the state of Michigan. Can't keep legacy recruits in here. Um, I don't even know. What, God, like, I, I like I'm doing the worst thing right. Like I'm I'm just leaving dead air over the podcast and on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> oh man, the number one thought I always keep coming back to is that last June, and just how how high we all felt. You know, top of the world, double digit win season. Um, actually, you don't hear here. You know what? Yeah, we're we're in the third segment now. Um, no one no one no one listens to the third segment ever. So let's just start riffing here. Uh, this is for the 17 people I want to stick around. I, I've been sitting on a take, um, and now it seems like the good time to launch it, uh, really uncork one here. And uh, I don't I don't even know if I'm joking when I say this anymore, which is going to sound crazy, but uh, did the Peach Bowl, did the Peach Bowl year and having K9 come here hurt the program hurt the program long term? I mean, like I can't believe that's a statement leaving my mouth, but uh, did that actually hurt the program long term? Because since we win 11 games that year. We win the Peach Bowl. Recruiting momentum is through the roof. And yes, this contract was signed halfway through the season. But man, uh, that was through a season that was looking really good halfway through because of Kenneth Walker. And here's the first thing uh, that I hate to say before I go any further is that all the Michigan fans that were up and down screaming that, oh my God, Kenneth Walker just got Mel Tucker paid $95 million. That's becoming more true by the week, first of all, first and foremost. Um, I, I hate to say it, and yes, there is still time for uh, Mel Tucker to turn this ship around to get on the right side of things, but I, wow, uh, really, really big hole we're digging ourselves out of, especially off the momentum of that New Year's Six Bowl. Anyway, um, did that hurt Michigan State long term, that this New Year's Six Bowl, this Peach Bowl, and all the smoke around K9, you know, he's a spar and he's doing great things in the NFL. It's awesome. That actually hurt the program because, let me tell you, Michigan State goes like 8-4 and four that year. A pedestrian season, uh, you lose that game to Nebraska, let's say. You lose that game to uh, Penn State and your season at 8-4. and four. Uh, Let's say you lose an earlier one, too, in that season. Um, you know, just so that extension isn't signed. I, like, are, are we handcuffed to a $95 million head coach that has now just lost his best player that really doesn't have any momentum in recruiting going on right now as it stands. Um, and has also shown us too, that he can't coach in late game situations as well. Do we sign a 10 year extension? If K nine is never here, if the peach bowl never happens, or are we in a more healthy spot right now where we're at the end of his contract? We could use this year and next year to see if, all right, this is going to work in the future. Um, I, I, I it, it sounds absolutely crazy. I know I sound like like a Looney Tune right now, but like there is there some credence to that, and that's for you guys to decide. I mean, I'm starting to think so, but again, maybe I'm just a psychopath. But yeah, like here we are. We just talked about it not too long ago. Is that there is no hot seat this year? There can't be a hot seat this year. The, the buyout's way too much. We're not going to move forward if this is a sinking ship in the next year or two, because we're just saddled with so much money on the contract. And if that Peach Bowl season never happens. We wouldn't be handcuffed to this. We could use this year as like the last trial year or next year as the last trial year before we move on to whatever's next. But whatever's next probably won't happen until 2027 or 2028 should this trajectory keep on going the way 
it is. I'm starting to be so negative. Uh, hey, Michigan State can still have a fine year again, like seven and five, maybe perhaps. Um, I I wasn't as high on the upcoming season as a lot of other people were, and that was before your starting quarterback just left the building. That was before your best player just left the building. But uh, here we are right now. Um, again, LSU or Oklahoma, Auburn, Bama. Someone's getting a good one. Someone's getting a great one. I, uh, that's what they paid for. So, <laughs> good. Best of luck to them. All right, guys. Uh, we will be back on tomorrow's show. Again, the first segment was all about the quarterback battle and should Peyton Thorne start or not. We'll decide what we're going to do with that episode. And uh, <laughs> pre-record another episode, too, with Chief of Propaganda. Five reasons to be optimistic for the upcoming season. We both had the same number one, and that number one was Keon Coleman. So, uh, yeah, we'll figure out what we do with that episode as well. Uh, this is what I get for pre-recording episodes to try to enjoy a nice little uh, nice, nice little baby moon getaway with the wife. Uh, everything just falls apart and melts. But I, 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 quite literally, like, who cares about me? Why am I even talking about this? No one cares. All right, you guys are the best. I care about you guys. I hope that you enjoy the rest of your weekend. I know that's probably going to be impossible. Um, again, unless you're a fan of another school, uh, which... Therefore, congratulations. Genuinely, I mean that. If we're going to be miserable, I want to see at least someone else in the world happy. And if that's got to be you, go for it. Go thrive the rest of your week and go thrive to start your week. Um, I love you all. Go green, I guess. Yeah, sure. <laughs>